Mason Brew Emergency Pod coming for you. Don't really have a title for this, but uh, Luke Yardy, <laughs> Anthony Broom here with you. Friday night, just before 8 o'clock, what else would we be doing but talking some Michigan football for you? Uh, big news dropping. Mo Linguist going to be leaving the Michigan program and heading to Buffalo to take uh, the <laughs> Buffalo job. And uh, first things first, Anthony, I, I guess we, we could say – I can't say I blame him. You know, you, you take this job if you're Mo Linguist probably to get a head coaching job one day. But, man, this is kind of objectively hilarious. Yeah, baby. Uh, Maze and Brew podcast here on a Friday night covering all things Block M, where the Block M stands for Murphy's Law, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that can go oh wrong my God. will go wrong. Um, let me start out by saying this, because I think we're best suited to just kind of jump right into it, because I don't want to be here particularly long anyways. Right. Um, first of all, good for him. Um, you know, Buffalo is probably, I mean, we have, you're talking to two Mac guys here right now. Buffalo is probably, objectively speaking, the best job in the Mac right now, question mark. Maybe Toledo is right up there, but yeah. one of the best jobs. Um, and those don't often become available in the month of May. So... Um, he has that going for him. The ties are there. He, he was an assistant at Buffalo from 2012 to 2013. People don't want to hear about his fit at Buffalo. People want to hear what the hell Michigan's going to do. And people who come on and do a reaction podcast probably should have more answers, but I have no idea. I have no I, idea. I guess, I, I mean, I guess the, the instant reaction is, well, Mike McDonald, I guess you're getting thrown into the fire immediately. Well, um, We'll see. No, I mean, no co-defensive coordinator anymore. Yeah, it's this is rough because I mean, let's just I mean, so we have to. Some people might not even know who Mo Linguist is because you may have uh, did the Men in Black neuralizer to your brain coming off of last season, anyways. So uh, Michigan hires Maurice Linguist from the Dallas Cowboys, your squad, back in January uh, to. This was after Mike McDonald was hired, so we knew Mike McDonald was going to mm-hmm. coordinate the defense. And Linguist comes in and he's going to co-coordinate and put the coverages in and, and take care of those guys on the back end. And a really good recruiter, too. I mean, I know Michigan uh, kind of hit the ground running with him, got a couple guys right off the bat, had worked. I mean, I, I believe he was a big factor in Will Johnson, the five-star for 2022. Yeah, he's, to the program. Mo, Mo Linguist is, is the uh, first guy mentioned when you go to 247 and look at uh, the recruited by Sharon Moore also involved in that, but Mo Linguist is, is the primary recruiter. Yeah. And it's just, there's to me, there's no other way to look at like, this is what I talk about when I say there are cosmic forces at play against Michigan football for whatever. It's true, man. No, it's really true because Maurice Linquist, and I know what the narrative with him, um, on the Cowboys was, was that the, oh, maybe the coverages were a little too complicated and that's why the defense struggled, whatever. But fact of the matter is you went from like, this is a total reboot on offense, installing a brand new scheme. You just finished spring, fo- or spring football, got a pretty good head start in um, installing basic stuff. I mean, you don't really get into the nuts and bolts of it till you get to fall camp. And even throughout the season, those things uh, continue to unfold and develop. But um on a staff that got younger and better as on the recruiting trail, because uh, because what was the deal before? I mean, we're talking the Don Browns of the world, the Bob Shoops of the world, the Mike Zordiches of the world, all guys who maybe not the best recruiters, but um, if you want to call them X's and O's, that's fine. But the old, the kind of the old guard, 
Right. Mo Linguist comes in and he kind of checks all those boxes where he's 37, young guy, considered an up and comer in the industry. And uh, just came from the NFL, man. Like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, what, you, you talk about recruiting Anthony and what is what's the number one thing a high schooler is going to want to hear? You know, a guy comes in and says, I know how to get you to league. I know what it takes to play in the league. You know, I, I yeah, mean, it's a voice that carries a lot of weight. And uh, and am I I'm not surprised that head coaching a head coaching position came calling for him. Um, but it all again, cosmically linked. Les Miles loses his job at Kansas, Michigan man, someone we, you know, everyone here wanted for years. Now he's kind of in the process of being canceled or I I don't know what you call it, but he's not at Kansas anymore. He's not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And Lance Leipold makes the jump to Kansas. So like there's, there's an opening there. Someone's got to fill it. There's that, there's that domino, those dominoes that fall. And it just so like, what are the chances that in this enormous reboot of an off season where you flip your entire defensive staff, new, new foundations, new everything that the one coaching job that's come open in the month of May ever. I don't know if there's ever been one, honestly, just happens to go to the guy that you just hired. This is what I'm talking about when I say it's a cosmic thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it, no, it really is. I think, I think you put it perfectly at the start of the podcast, man. It's Murphy's law. Legitimately. I mean, it's like, Someone just put uh, uh, a Trepa Coles here uh, on YouTube live said it is unbelievable how the unexpected keeps happening to this program. (laughs) It's legitimately true. It is the unexpected has to be the expected at this point. I like what job opening for Mike McDonald's is about to come up, you know, like at at this point, this is, I know my, my initial inclination is like, I think I forget who maybe Scott tweeted this out earlier, Scott Bell. It was like, Immediately, you go Google who's on the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff because that's kind of the the flavor of the month with what they're doing. But right, um, it sucks. It's unfortunate. Like it's not. It's this isn't a Dan Eno situation where um, he was a weasel from the start, a little mm-hmm. finger as I like to call him, just looking to move on up in the world. Like this is just kind of a I won't call it once. Like no one's going to call coaching at the University of Buffalo a once in a lifetime opportunity, but it is such a right. unique situation where like a lot of things that happened with them, you just throw your hands up and go, well, there's not really a whole lot you could have done there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the initial thoughts on it. I know there's some other stuff to burn down. Um, it, it will take some, we could, t- we have time to take questions and stuff, but I mean, um, I'm sorry to Sam 17 down here on Periscope. He says, Luke, stop smirking. Give me, give me something. I, what do you want me to give you, man? Like, like this well, is an emergency so, podcast. We're, we're reacting to Mo Linguist. Well, so, literally, I, I mean, you say it's not a Dan Enos situation, but he's, he's kind of pulling a Dan Enos here. You know what I'm saying? Well, Dan Enos was here for 45 days and was waiting, right. literally waiting for like a contract clause to expire. So he could go, um, he has, he has a different job. Literally every time I Google his name, I had no idea. Cause I did look up his name. Cause that's a name that came up tonight. He's the <laughs> offensive coordinator at Maryland now. So not, not only, uh, it all just again, it's a circle. The George Lucas that used to say it's it's like it's poetry. It rhymes. So, um, but I think when people come to, people are coming here tonight on a Friday night, and we have like seventy five people watching right now across multiple platforms, and, and you guys will hear it live afterwards, or you guys get to see it live, and and people will hear the recording later. But people want to know like what's we want to know who the who's next in line. Uh, the initial reports right now are that. 
Michigan is going to, uh, or someone who's in the consideration, someone's being talked about is Steve, Steve Klinkscale from mm-hmm. Kentucky, who's a name. I feel like he's come up. He came up earlier this off season. He's someone that I feel like I've, I've been seeing Sam Webb talk about how good a fit he would be uh, for a while, like going back for a few years here. So that makes sense. But again, it's, it's just the fact that it is May right now. Um, right. You know, other names we saw Aubrey Pleasant was a name that we saw during the first go around four or five months ago. He's now coaching the defensive backs uh, with the lions. So um, it, it kind of seems like it's clink scale or uh, someone that Angelique uh, Shangelis pointed out earlier in the day, Doug Mallory, who former defensive coordinator at LSU and Indiana among, I mean, he's been coaching for a long time, former Wolverine too. Um, he's in an analyst role right now. So I guess worst comes to worst, you slide that guy up there and you still, I mean, he checks the boxes as a defensive backs coach and someone who has defensive coordinator experience that you can pair with Mike McDonald, but it's certainly like this wasn't the plan. Um, you, know, you know, for me, it, it's always seemed like, and I know people want Michigan to win this year, but Jim Harbaugh giving, um, being given the license to make the changes that he did to me signals that like they're, they're willing to give him two more years to see, because you don't reboot either side. of the, I mean, Michigan's offense still hasn't been rebooted under Josh Gaddis, which right. is not necessarily um, – that's not necessarily the way it was supposed to go, but that's year three for him. When you're installing a brand-new defense, it doesn't happen overnight. So um, yeah, this was supposed to be uh, – I don't know. It, it seems like it was just – it's supposed to be the start of something, and now it's just you're, you're yeah. still spinning your wheels here on you know May 7th. I will say this, though, like I see a lot of people in the comments here kind of worried about recruiting, and I, I think it's right to to be so. But uh, for a guy like Will Johnson, obviously, he's a five star recruit. You you definitely want to keep him in Mo linguist was primary guy recruiting him. But I feel like Will Johnson isn't just going to decommit because Mo linguist is God. I mean, this is a guy from Girls Point. You know, it's not like they're they're out in California trying to get this kid, you know, like, yeah. He's familiar with the Michigan program, familiar with the Michigan coaches, and the proximity to home is there. Like I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Will Johnson's going to go just because Mo Linguist isn't here. Now, yeah. does it hurt them on the recruiting trail elsewhere? Absolutely. No, no question about it. But your, your cornerstone of the class, I don't think it's a lock that Will Johnson is going to decommit. Well, let's be honest, too. Like Even if Mo Linguist stays, given what has happened with Michigan in the last couple of years, it's no lock that Will Johnson would stick around anyways. So yeah. um, Lord will, and he doesn't have some kind of academic issue that admissions needs to step in for. Um, not saying that he does, just I'm trying to be funny and it's not working. But Shout out savior. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's in any other, like I won't say that there should be excitement around this off season. Cause we know the type of year they're coming off of and, you know, but, but, there's just been didn't, they didn't have a spring game, which again, mm-hmm. you could, to me, honestly, you could take or leave it. I know that was controversial to a lot of people. Um, I was upfront with saying I think that they could, everyone could probably benefit by not having a spring game or at least having it televised or, or open to the public, whatever. But it's just we talked about it on the brewcast the other day. Is that, um, you know, the narr- like everything about the last month or so for Michigan, it's been the Xavier Worthy thing. It's been Maddie Dudek being swapped out, you know, in the wake. I, I I don't have intel saying Xavier Worthy was the reason for that, but in the wake of that, you know, that's what the optics of it kind of were. 
Um, you swap him out for Courtney Morgan, which I think was a positive change. It was time to do that too. But then during the draft, you hear every time Jim Harbaugh's name comes up at Michigan, it said, oh, he, he uh, beefed with James Hudson on the way out the door. Uh, he had an issue with Rashad Weaver uh, on the recruiting trail. And all the narratives with all the Michigan guys during that weekend were, yeah, he's good, but uh, the tape, you know, the production wasn't there. We're not sure if he was used right, you know, all those types of things. And then now this. Right. So it's not even necessarily Jim Harbaugh's fault. Again, it's just like somewhere out there, I mean, let's call it is I mean, a lot of this is objectively hilarious. It's not fun for us, but um But you like have to laugh at the pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like well, it is like like you mentioned, Anthony, nothing none of the news that comes out has been positive as of late. Like when is when's been what has been the last nice surprise? Dax Hill flipping back from Alabama to Michigan. Like was was that the last like positive kind of surprise that's happened to this program? Uh, I mean Donovan Edwards. I, I mean, there's been Donovan Edwards, Rayshon. I guess yeah. in this class. But, yeah. Um, you know that's nothing that pe- makes people go whoa. Okay, like right might ha- might have something here. It, it's. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, um, it's, we're at the point in this whole process where it's gotten a bit sobering in that Jim Harbaugh comes in. Right. And I'm not going to turn this into a a Jim Harbaugh bash fest or anything like that. Like it's, it's May 7th. I'm not doing that today, but you know, Michigan, he he comes into Michigan, like a carnival barker with the satellite camps and signing with the stars and all this stuff. And there was just so much buzz, so much juice with the program. And, you know, beefing with SEC coaches on Twitter and and taking shots at Mark D'Antonio and all this type of stuff. And it's just a completely neutered product right now. It's just so, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I'm trying not to be mean about it, but that's how it feels. I mean, there's no, if football even comes up on the timeline, people are, are, you know. It's yeah, it no, it's it's legitimately wild. Like there, there's just like a lot of resentment towards this program right now, you know. And I honestly never thought it would get to this point. To be quite honest with you, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. it it really is no a hundred percent. I mean, especially if you if you'd have said this in 2016 or 2018, um, especially after 2018, you know, going into the Ohio State game, if you look, you know, two years down the line at where this program would be from then. It is. I, I I've never seen a bigger 180 in a program. I don't think, and, and I don't even know. Like last year, I, I feel like we're putting a whole lot of stock into last year, even though they were missing. Like Michigan had what three picks in the first three rounds mm. in this draft. Michigan was missing two of those guys this last year. Yeah, a, a new starting quarterback. Like I feel like we're putting a lot more stock in this last season than we should but that's the territory that that comes with Michigan football at at the end of the day. You know, I guess, I guess 2019, the the expectations being preseason ranked number five. I I think that was kind of the thing that started it all that there started to be some resentment toward the program. It was that like 2019 should have been way better. It was 2019 going, coming off of how 2018 ended with the Ohio State game. And then the peach bowl was, I mean, I won't say it was more embarrassing, but um, it was laugh of that. That performance was laughably bad. Uh, yeah, you know, with all those weeks to prepare. But um, this is where I felt I, I felt this way too. And again, 
try not to get too much in state of the program. So we have a whole off season to do that. Um, and and right. Lord knows, I mean, Michigan's been good for like one big story a month, even during the off season. So who knows what Wild. June will bring us, but um, you know, where, whereas teams like Wisconsin and Penn state had kind of had bad years last year, like those are, to me, those are fluke years. And, and people will argue that Michigan football had a fluke year last season, but Yes, a way again, Murphy's Law, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. But some of the things that ailed them the most have kind of were, were kind of the culmination of things that they'd been dealing with, you know, in the few years before. Not recruiting great on the defensive side of the ball, namely up front, um, the inability to find a quarterback, lack of rhythm and identity on offense. Like those weren't, you know, if Wisconsin doesn't know how to run the football for a year. I'm not worried that that program's in trouble. Like that's an outlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that happened with Michigan and what precipitated all of these changes, including the, the hire of linguist was just how bad it was. And the fact that it was, it wasn't entirely unpredictable given how things had been trending. So, um, you know, we could talk all day about how to get the juice back and what it will take. I mean, it'll take wins, but, um, you know, like I said, I think as we as we circle back around and bring this back to Mo Linguist and, and what that means. I mean, it's again, I, I will I will say this though. So we just got a comment here from uh, Sure Woody fourteen coming into twenty twenty one. The other negative is a DC that's never called plays, a QB coach that's never coached a position, and a lot of other coaching issues. So here's the thing about that Mo Linguist. He, he wasn't a a play caller before this either. He, he was the mm. Cowboys defensive backs coach. And I understand Mike McDonald wasn't either, but is it better to have two guys as co-defensive coordinators that have never called plays? Like, I feel like you, you got too many cooks in the kitchen that don't know how to cook at that point. Like, I, I think I'd rather just have one guy try and figure it out trial by fire. So if there is a silver lining to this, it's that. And the other being, I'm a Cowboys fan, guys. You, you see the Emmett Smith jersey back there, right there? Kind of. Uh, I'm a cow. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Let me tell you, that Cowboys secondary was not very good last year. Like, I understand Mo Linguist has done some seriously good stuff on on the recruiting trail and whatnot, but I don't think he was necessarily going to be a savior to this Michigan secondary, you know? Yeah, uh, and we had a, a comment come in that says, Matt Weiss coached the QBs in Baltimore. Uh, did Was he? Hold on. We'll, we'll check that here since we're live. Why not? Uh, no, Matt Weiss has never coached quarterbacks. He coached the running backs last year at Baltimore. Um, he was the assistant quarterbacks coach there in 2016-2017. Um, well, I'll put it this way. like Ben McDaniels didn't really – I mean, Ben McDaniels coached the quarterbacks at Michigan, and, and I never saw a tangible progress or improvement there. Like, I don't know – Jim Harbaugh is supposed to be the – Jim Harbaugh is the quarterbacks coach, essentially. So, again, yeah. I don't I, – I don't know. It, it's – we can run through the whole staff again, but at the end of the day, I mean, what this what this program has needed most on the defensive side of the ball was young guys that bring new concept, new ideas to the table. And I know that the the book on linguists is that maybe the coverages were too complicated, but he was also on a staff with Mike McCarthy. Like you're better off throwing a headset on like me or you. Um, so I'm not going to throw all that blame on him. But you know, a young young guy that recruits and brings new ideas to the table, gone off the off the yeah. staff. And like I said, uh, even I got to check the age on Steve Klinkscale, but I don't know. I know he's got he's got. Uh, no, there's not a Wikipedia page for him. So, but you know, I believe he's a younger guy as well. So not quite 37 years old, younger, but 
Um, that would be a good hire, but it's just a, it's a matter of who's making that jump in May. There's that tra- chain reaction that comes from it. Um, that's that's what I've been saying too. Like I, I see a lot of people here in the comments that are talking about like, oh, who's Michigan going to hire to fill this role? Like, it, it, we're, we're past spring ball. Yeah. You know, like a lot, a lot of these secondary coaches are pretty entrenched in their program right now. Someone pointed out this is a, this is a perfect storm situation with what happened at Kansas and now allowing uh, the Buffalo job to open up like this is it's not an easy thing. You know, this is not January even would have been, you know, you fill the role rather easy. But after spring ball, this yeah. is going to be a really tough position to fill. Yeah, I and, hire and, Nick Saban. I, I, I would I would <laughs> love what would it take? To get Nick Saban to Ann Arbor, I don't know if there's a there's a price. I don't. I don't. I, mean, I don't think there's. He's got that Michigan State. He's got the Michigan State in him. Like there's no way. There's no way. Um, like he has. Like he has plenty of money. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you could offer him a hundred million dollars, but he's like, like, what do I need that for? He can golf 365 days a year in Tuscaloosa. He's yeah, a he, god there. They're gonna build it, that guy's statue. I don't think there's a number like, that gets him to Ann Arbor. It would be like fifty million dollars a year, and then like. He gets a, a private public, jet that he could use every day. Like that he gets to publicly like pull down Mark Schlissel, like his pull down <laughs> his drawers instead of in front of a fan, a uh, full house of fans. But yeah, um, imagine Nick Saban trying to work with Mark Schlissel. Oh my God. Uh, again, been the theme of the broadcast so far, objectively hilarious to think about. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's, and it, Michigan basketball's coaching search worked out. So this, this might not be the best example in the world, but it's like when John Beeline left kind of out of nowhere a couple of years ago, like everyone goes, Oh, well let's go get Brad Stevens or Chris Beard or all these top names. So Michigan would prefer to talk to this guy, but it's who's coming in may. Uh, I, I have to imagine I went back and did a little bit of research. Um, Mo linguist who follows Mason brew on Twitter, by the way, shout out Mo, if you're watching the show, um, we think you did a good job in your time here. Um, okay. Mo, Mo Only Linguist, one way to find out, I guess. Hopefully, the DBs are okay. <laughs> come, you know, come the first game of the year. Yeah, Mo, Mo Linguist had not tweeted or liked any tweets since Wednesday, so like that would lead me to believe that this has been in the works for a few days. So maybe Jim Harbaugh has a little bit of a head start, but um, I don't know. Unless it moves super quick, uh, I, I don't know if anything gets done before the middle of next week, but. Again, it's just I don't know who you're getting. Who's I won't say answering the phone call because Michigan can Michigan can afford uh, to pay whoever they want to come. It's just who's going to come attach themselves to this right now? Because and and um, I think that Trevor Trevor and I had talked about this earlier. Um, so let me find the conversation. Um, you know how how do you expect this? Okay, so this is kind of what we were talking about. The the University of Michigan as an institution isn't even all in on its head coach right now. Like they slashed the man's pay by fifty percent, um, right? So the idea that anyone can and should be all in on it, um, this again, it goes back to what I said back in January. Like that that extension was stability on paper only, on, on, written on toilet paper. So one hundred percent. I mean, he the the kind of came out that he he was kind of shopping elsewhere. You know, like. I mean, I think I don't think he was looking at the NFL as like, okay, I'm leaving Michigan, going to the NFL. I think he was trying to kind of improve his bargaining power a little bit, and I won't say it backfired, but uh, the the contract says what the contract says. So backfired a little bit. 
it, it, I, okay, I love that fired. From, I love that from Beardenstein right there. We think you did a good job should be on a plaque. I mean, that is <laughs> that is ultimately, man, the, the motto of Michigan football right now. Yeah. Um, like they that's like the remember the Miami the Heat, good job, good effort, kid. Yeah, you can put it on a plaque right next to uh Jack Harbaugh's proposed co Big Ten East title banner from 2018. So um again they got the trophy, right? I do believe there's a trophy uh, that is given for that, but I would honestly throw it in the wood chipper like Fargo and we'll just never talk about that again. So um, I don't know. I I don't have much else to say on it. It sucks. I don't know if there's going to be a laundry list of people that are lining up to join Jim Harbaugh's staff in May, considering where things are at right now. Um, Cause but, the NFL, the NFL, let me ask you this. Teams are set. Let me ask you this. Is Mo Lingus going to take his PowerPoints with him? Yeah, he's not changing any terminology. Yeah, just change the block M to the, the block B. I don't know what whatever Buffalo is. Um, so, yeah, they, they got the bowl. Uh, I think you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have much else to say on it. It, it sucks. It's unfortunate, and it's starting to get dark in my house. So uh, I got to get out of here before I'm podcasting in total darkness. So, so that was our emergency podcast here for Maze and Brew. Mo linguist, he's leaving. He lasted longer than Danny, you know, so we'll, we'll, he'll always go down in the record books for that anyway. Oh God. Um, hang a banner for that too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, who knows? Dan Enos might have the way he jumps around. He might be oh, coaching God. quarterbacks by the time the season starts. Who knows? But <laughs> oh, don't do not put that in the universe, man. Please. <laughs> for the love of God. Oh God. <laughs> I wonder what have ever happened to his office plaque. Like, if it's still, do they just throw it away or is it locked up in there somewhere? Like the name tag? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but oh, all right, God. let's get out of here. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for watching. That was fun. We got to laugh a little bit because again, this is objectively funny. Just Murphy's law as Anthony pointed out. He's Anthony Broom. I'm Luke Yardy and we'll see you soon on Brewcast.